The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And I have uh, a show that you cannot live without. (laughs) Today, my guests are going to be helping you to decide... What is beauty and how you can become one? Now, we've all been, uh, well, at least um, millions of us have tuned in to the YouTube video of Susan Boyle, uh, who made her debut on Britain's Got Talent, and she shocked us all. Was, she was proving that beauty is only skin deep, perhaps, or and or she was illuminating how much we judge people's worth by their outside packaging. Well, my guests today are two experts on beauty, how to decide, uh, how to analyze your own beauty, what beauty is all about, and how to become more beautiful. And whether it's uh, because we want to win a lover or we want to win a job or we just want to please ourselves when we look in the mirror, this is something that all of us, may not admit (laughs) to the rest of the world, but certainly it's something we struggle with every morning when we look look at ourselves first thing in the morning and think, oh, my God. My guests are Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh, and they are the authors of a just-released new book called Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets, A Prominent Dermatologist and Plastic Surgeon's Insider Guide to Facial Rejuvenation. Welcome to the show. Hi. Why don't we start, um, Dr. Hamilton, with, um, well, you've seen the amazing uh, uh, performance of Susan Boyle. You know, it, it was really painful to watch at the beginning when this woman who, with her frizzy hair, graying frizzy hair, plump face, plump, plump everything, um, in this god-awful dress that looked like, you know, she would have worn it to the prom had someone asked her to a prom years ago. I mean, it's the kind of thing where um, where she's trying to, you can tell she's trying so hard to look beautiful, but it's something from, you know, it, it's, it's overdone and it's from another century. And then, so everyone was already writing her off thinking, oh God, you know, how is she going to be able to sing or how is she going to be able to be a singer um, when she obviously looks like such a loser. And then she opened her mouth, and of course she had this incredible voice. And um, and it was wonderful to see Simon. You know, you could see him at the beginning judging her and, and thinking, oh, God, do I really have to sit through this? And then his 
his face in particular um, became so vulnerable, you know, as did everybody else in the audience. You could see them just going from this sort of um, annoyance um, or feeling of, you know, why is this woman even on a stage to just being incredibly uplifted and having a, a moment of recognition that, that we do judge a book by its cover and that that really this woman is beautiful, even though she may not have appeared that way on the outside. Um, there has to be something of beauty inside of her in order to have such a beautiful voice. Right. Well, first of all, I, I watched Simon's face uh, also, and I think it reflected a couple of isms. Uh, when they mentioned her age, he kind of cringed, yes. being 47. And then when he looked at her, uh, if that had been a male, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. I mean, uh, there are you know very unattractive men who are singers and so forth, and that issue is almost never uh, raised. So yes. that. That's the other issue here. Um, but I think what it did allow to happen was something that we all know. I mean, even in our, our book, Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets, we talk about how beauty is defined and also what the value of it is. And the interesting thing is that the studies that have been done find that men are attracted to women on the basis of pretty much one element, and that's physical beauty. That's the initial impulse, whereas going the other way, uh, for men, it has very little to do with the attractiveness. The chemistry is established on the basis of confidence, prestige, status, and power. So, um, Yes, go ahead. So, in short, uh, this was kind of a reflection of, of that uh, dynamic, um, but once the voice came out, I think it's also a reflection of a reality beyond those kind of studies, and that is who the person is, I mean, you're going the other way, if somebody is terribly attractive but terribly uninteresting, uh, speaking of a female, let's say, within a few minutes, that does change your whole sense of the beauty of the person. And that voice uh, reflected something that uh, was inside that, that uh, started to change our attitude towards how we saw her. Now, going beyond that, um, the image makers, of course, are kind of working hard at changing how she is dressed and, and all of that, and there would be things that could be changed, for example, even um, surgically and non-surgically, facially, uh, that, that would enhance her appearance. But uh, I think that, that experience was very uh, insightful. Yes, um, and Dr. Azizadeh, welcome to the show. Hi there, how are you doing? Good. We're talking, as you can hear, about Susan Boyle. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and 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 particularly uh uh in regard to how Simon's fa Simon's face talking about faces um how you could see that vulnerability all of a sudden you know he usually has this sort of half smirk on his face I like him actually but he usually has this half smirk on his face and all of a sudden it was as if you know he lost like 20 30 years he was like a little boy sitting there with this newness you know this new revelation of 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 what actually of what is beauty or what you know maybe all his isms or all his stereotypes um aren't true and it was it was kind of a um, an innocence you know that that came over him um Dr. Azizadeh did you see that as well I did and you know it brings us again like Dr. Hamilton was talking about 
Uh, beauty is obviously a huge component of it is what's on the outside. But a lot of times, you know, when patients come into our offices, we're sitting down and talking to them about inner beauty because it is that inner beauty, confidence, um, and uh, just uh, a sense of knowing who you are that really defines you. And uh, you could see that, uh, you know, even Simon, okay, who probably uh, is one of the most challenging people in terms of getting uh, that point across, saw that point. And uh, it's actually a nice, it's a beautiful thing to see uh, because a lot of times we do, all of us, uh, judge uh, the book by its cover, but a lot of times it's what's on the inside uh, that matters most. Of course, as Dr. Hamilton was saying at the beginning, um, the studies show that men being visual, you know, this is really quite a dilemma for women, as I'm sure you hear from your patients all the time. On the one hand, you know, yes, inner beauty and all that kind of stuff. On the other hand, little girls, and this is, I think, the number one destroyer of self-esteem in women in the world is Barbie. And it just disturbs me no end that, sales of Barbie <laughs> continue to um, increase all over the world. I mean, there are just, they're, even in poor third world countries, they have Barbies. And it gives the idea that this is, this is beauty. Well, also, I mean, but they really do go hand in hand. That's, the, that's unfortunately the, the reality. Uh, we see so many beautiful women that, are, that lack confidence, don't have that inner beauty, and uh, have very unhappy lives, uh, and vice versa. Uh, we see a lot of uh, uh, people who have great personalities are beautiful on the inside, but for, for some reason or other are unhappy with their appearance, and again, they don't have that, uh, that uh, uh, completeness. And that's what we talk about. A lot of times when patients, and Dr. Hamilton can elaborate on this because we always talk about it, and we, you know, again, in the book we've talked about, is that unless someone has that inner confidence and inner beauty, it's very hard for us to really do a whole lot for them. Mm. No matter what we change, no matter, you know, they come in for nose surgery or facial rejuvenation, um, we still have to really, you know, we talk about that inner aspect, inner beauty so much during our consultation because without that, you could do whatever you want on the outside and it won't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, you know, Dr. Lieberman, kind of also going back to that, and uh, oh, wait, I hear this, I hear the music. We'll we'll go back to that after the break. Um, we do need to take a break. We're talking today about what is beauty and how can you become one with the top experts, Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh, and they are the authors of the new book, Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets: A Prominent Dermatologist and Plastic Surgeon's Insider Guide to Facial Rejuvenation. So when we come back, we'll hear more. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Keeping families together whole and healthy is sometimes a serious challenge to parents. And when there's a crisis, where do you turn for help? 
right here. The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman, an open and frank forum covering both legal and social issues surrounding our kids. Tune in for The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman helping you to figure out what is beauty and how you can become one. And in case you haven't figured out what you're going to get your um, mother, your wife, your um, grandmother (laughs) uh, for Mother's Day, this book that has just been released called um, Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets, A Prominent Dermatologist and Plastic Surgeon's Insider Guide to Facial Rejuvenation, is the perfect gift because, um, as we will talk about today, my guests, Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh, will um, give, you, give you in this book, uh, amongst other things, a plan for um, sorting out what you need when and, and how to decide what you need in the first place. So um, this is invaluable in your mothers in your life, the people you need to give gifts to for Mother's Day will very much appreciate it. Now, Dr. Hamilton, um, you were, before we had the break, you were starting to tell us a vignette of a patient who came to you. Yeah, this was a, a couple of years ago. We were talking uh, before, you were talking about Barbie uh, images and so on and so forth, and uh, uh, 
girl's self-esteem. Uh, I had a patient who at that point was in her late 40s, and she had one of the most engaging personalities, uh, partially reflected by this story. She told me that when she was a child, she was distinctly unattractive and that everybody in the family recognized it and that she recognized it and she just that she accepted it. She said as a consequence, she developed a personality. Mm. She also wound up uh, being a troubleshooter in an industry that was uh, mostly run by men, and she was uh, telling them what they were, how they should do things. It was in the engineering field. But having said that, in the meantime, she went out and had a chin implant and some other minor things that all worked beautifully. Mm. In her late 40s, she looked great. So she said to me, you know, now I'm pretty. She was very straightforward about it. She said, I'm, I've evolved into a pretty woman. So she said, I have the best of both worlds. I wouldn't have had that personality mm. if I had been attractive when I was a, that attractive when I was a kid. Now, that's not always the case. So there are attractive women who develop great personalities, but that probably was uh, something of an advantage to her. So. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, Dr. Azizadeh, you were talking before about how, you know, you you tell women um, how they need to develop their inner beauty, but what kind of, both of you, I think, mentioned that, what kind of reactions do you, I mean, here a woman is coming in for you to fix them, right? Like, um, <laughs> you know, the fix them on their lunch hour, turn them into a beauty, and you start rambling on about how they need to develop inner beauty. What kind of reaction do you get? I think people take it actually uh fairly well. It's the same things I, I talk to my daughter about. If you don't love yourself, no one's going to love you no matter what you look like. So at the end of the day, I think when we sit down, and it's not with every single patient, but a lot of patients, you can get a sense that they just feel that, oh my God, if I fix this one thing, my life is going to turn around. Yeah. And that's never going to happen. Procedures and so forth isn't going to necessarily turn your life around, but it will help uh, facilitate things, and maybe it will help you feel better about yourself. And when you feel better about yourself, you'll feel more confident, and there'll be more uh, more opportunities to meet a new person or get ahead in your life or work workplace. But if you don't love yourself and you don't have that real inside uh, inner confidence, it's very hard, no matter what we do on the outside. So that's part of the discussions that we have, and really, when you put it that way, and most individuals see it and they're like, yeah, you know what, you're right. I do need to think about it a little bit differently because I've been thinking it's because of my, you know, jowling that I haven't been able to get that promotion. Uh, but um, so it, it, it does make a, make a huge difference. I'm, 95% of patients, at least in my practice, I think do respond to it. Yeah, I, I think all of this is, is really if they can feel you uh, and they feel the right kind of uh, motivations and all that, I, I think uh, that's really the key. If you take the words out of context, sometimes it, it, they don't they don't fly. Yeah. But well, the I right just mean stuff. that it's hard to. I don't mean that they didn't be, don't believe you, but it's just hard to. You know, confidence is built um, growing up. And yeah. it is hard to, I mean, to develop um, later on. It's not that you can't. It's just a whole new way that you have to think about it and have to build it, like by, you know, by doing other things, getting more of an education or, or developing various other skills. Um, but it's just harder if it's not coming from 
parents reflecting back on you from the time you're a little baby that you're the most wonderful, beautiful thing in the world. Um, yeah, I, know, I agree with that, and and uh, and certainly you'd have the best insight into those things for sure. I must tell you uh, a couple of things that are that are allied to this, though. For example. Uh, uh, several years ago, I had two patients, both actors. One of whom uh, uh, they were in the in the office at the same time. One of whom was not doing well. He was actually better looking guy than the other guy, and he had a couple of little scars. And he was just obsessing over this and said, "You know, these my headshots. They you know they they show this the 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 and really tied this in to not uh, having a successful career." I walked into the other room. And uh, I had somebody in there who had really some extra, some real scars. And I told him, I said, you know, there's things we can do for this. He said, you know, it really doesn't bother me that much. I never stop working. Hmm. And uh, so there was a difference. <laughs> you know, yes. He probably could have said to himself, well, I could get more work or whatever, but he just he, he had the confidence. The other, the other thing that does happen, and this is not so much with confidence issues, is the misinterpretation and the overemphasis of certain details in the face that may not be of consequence when you're talking about strictly beauty. There may be little lines here and there. My ex-wife used to say, why do you worry about lines? The whole face changes in three dimensions as we age, and she's, she was absolutely right. Now, lines matter, details matter, but the assessment of beauty is made within millisecond, and you can't really get down to those kind of details uh, when you look at somebody. So it's made on a more global picture, and... Uh, you know, sometimes I always use this as an example. Liz Hurley, if you take the, what we talk about in the book, the Marquardt mask, and you look at Liz Hurley's face, it's perfect. If she had if somebody, if something happened where she got a large scar on her face, which would be a huge detail, people would probably describe her as beautiful with a large scar. Now, see that there's where a detail doesn't affect your overall assessment of the beauty of the face. So a lot of times we get patients that come in and they kind of. Um, kind of going down one road when everybody who looks at them sees something very very different that if it were fixed it would it would now that that requires some massaging because sometimes you will take the, the uh, you could t- you could take a patient down the right road but if they really don't see that even all the way to the end where you've improved them then it's really all for naught because the only person who, person that really matters is the patient right. but most of the time if you take them gradually and kind of show them what it would look like and all that they'll say Oh yeah, I, I never thought about that, and that's what everybody's seeing. And they came in for some kind of little uh, minor detail that didn't really uh, matter that much. Yes, you know, I, I remember having a childhood friend who had a nose job and um, a rhinoplasty, and, right, like that. Right. and um, it was really a terrible um, nose job. She wound up looking like a pig, but. But she thought it was beautiful, and she wasn't particularly attractive to begin with. But she thought that this changed her into a total beauty. And because she had the confidence now of thinking that she was beautiful, it did change her life. All of a sudden, you know, she hadn't really been going out much, and, and all of a sudden now she, you know, had a boyfriend, and life was rosy. All because of her self-perception, you know, that, that now she was beautiful. That's the confidence that we were talking about. Yes. And- Going back to what you said, Dr. Lieberman, about a lot of this confidence comes from childhood. You're absolutely right. And we're not, you know, we're not psychiatrists and we're not going to change, you know, in our practices people's lives at 
you know, in that depth. But I think it's always important to point it out to the individuals that, hey, these are the big things that you want to think about. You're coming and seeing us, but there are these other issues that you also need to think about tackling and attacking, and uh, part of it may be, you know, uh, therapy, part of it may be some other uh, health uh, care providers. So it, it, that confidence is so important, but the knowledge that uh, it's more than just skin deep, I think, is is very important, and patients appreciate that, yeah. you know, even if it's not something that they're going to take 100% seriously. Well, do you, um, either of you sometimes um, tell patients, like not provide, patients come in asking for something and you know that they're not going to, no matter what you do, they're not going to be satisfied or, or they have this other more severe problem. Do you um, re- reject them, for lack of a better word? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think probably in my practice, because I have a more surgical practice and Dr. Hamilton, we see that a lot. Uh, and it is something, again, we sit down and have those serious conversations that, you know, we I need to meet my patients' expectations. And they need to, uh, you know, understand the limitations of what we can do. And if their expectations are, um, you know, un, you know are, are unrealistic, then we're not going to be able to help them. When that's the case, then there's no point in undergoing elective surgery when we know that they're not going to be happy with that. And it may be, you know, partly issues relating to, you know, obsessive compulsive disorders or uh, some uh, issues related to that. But for the most part, we need to make sure, I mean, at least for me and Dr. Hamilton, I know we've talked about it so much, that our patient satisfaction and our ability to help them is the most important thing. And if we can't do that, there's no point in operating or injecting or doing yes. type of procedure when we know our patients are going to be unhappy. Yes. Well, um, we do un- unhappily, we do need to take another break, but we will be back. We're talking today about what is beauty and how can you become one with my guests, Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh. So stay tuned for more. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with 
easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today about what is beauty and how can you become one with my guests, Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh. Um, let me just give you a little more information about them besides the fact that they're the authors of the new book, Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets. And uh, Dr. Hamilton is the director of the Laser Rejuvenation Institute and an assistant clinical professor of dermatology at UCLA. Dr. Azizadeh is the director of the Center for Facial and Nasal Plastic Surgery and an assistant clinical professor of surgery at UCLA. Um, I don't know if you... If you to realize it, I'm also an assistant clinical professor at UCLA of psychiatry. <laughs> so we're all <laughs> the UCLA team. Family. Yes. Um, so let's, uh, you know, I know that one of the reasons that you wrote this book, and, and um, it is so needed because we all get bombarded by little tidbits here and there. We hear about Botox. We hear about thermage. We hear about, you know, all these fancy words. And... Um, most people don't really know what they need or what they need to fix, what they want to fix, which isn't necessarily what they need to fix, um, and what they would use to fix it. So th- what's one of the beauties of this book is that um, it really discusses everything and explains how you go about deciding what you think um, you need or what may be best. And, of course, this 50-year plan but um, now, of course, you're the experts, and when a patient comes in, it's only you, you want them to be uh, prepared to re- ask the right questions and to have some idea of what they don't like and so on. And to, you know, of course, if they've read your book, then they'll be able to talk with you more intelligently about all these things. But um, how, for the listeners, um, what would you what would you suggest as a starting off point? I mean, other than people looking in the mirror and not being happy or thinking that, you know, they've turned into their mother or their grandmother or their grandfather or, you know, some other or they see this one scar or one um, line or wrinkle or something that they 
focus on? How would you suggest that people sort of analyze themselves in a constructive way? Well, uh, um, first of all, we the book is is kind of uh, comes at that question from two or three different sides. But one of the ways of kind of uh, uh, putting it into structure is to look at areas and and narrow your focus uh, on those. Um, really, the, the the mid face that is pretty much from the eyebrows down to let's say the upper lip is really probably your most important area. Now the other the areas below the upper the upper lip and uh, and above the eyebrows have certainly importance. But I would say from my own uh, experience that if you take a minimal amount of aging and you put it around the eyes, that will have more of a deleterious effect on your impression of that person than minimal changes of aging anywhere else. Now, if you get to extreme examples of aging, for example, uh, loss of fat in the cheeks, deep smile lines, deep marionette lines, which are below the corners of the mouth, loss of bone, which occurs more more in women, that is the mandible lower jaw, where you're getting a narrowing of the face, uh, those changes, and they become uh, pretty extreme, you know, then you're going to obviously have a major issue. But small changes, such as looseness of the skin, uh, lines, uh, fat pads, that is kind of a bulging of the lower eyelids, drooping of the upper eyelid, uh, and a drooping of the brows, those even, in, in, and certainly crow's feet also, those kinds of changes, even in a minimal, uh, to a minimal degree, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, shout age. And um, uh, I, Dr. Aziz today and I have talked about this, his feeling, and he puts it so well, is that on a feminine face, and to some degree on a male face, you want nothing that detracts from your gaze for, of your interest and in looking at the eyes. The eyes are really the key to beauty. We want the, the eye chambers as large as possible. That's one of the reasons for arching eyebrows uh, and even brow lifts and certainly Botox brow lifts and so on and so forth, uh, to make the eye chambers as big as possible and as free of loose skin as possible. So I think the eyes... Um, or the <clears throat> excuse me, or the area where you tend to see early changes, and uh, there are several different issues that go on there. And <clears throat> excuse me, are there are answers for each of those that are different? For example, loose brow skin um, it needs to be tightened. That's above the eyelids, and with either a brow lift, the surgical procedure, or some way of using radio frequencies such as thermage to give tightening. The upper eyelids uh, are easily treatable by surgery, a surgical removal uh, as an alternative. Thermage can be used there, but normally it's a pretty straightforward surgery. Fat pads on the lower lids, uh, lower eyelids, uh, are removed surgically without any question as the way to do it. But if you have just loose skin, which may not have a bulging, then probably the best way there is with the uh, CO2 laser. And also that's true for, for wrinkles in that area. Uh, crow's feet can be treated to some degree by Botox, some degree by laser. So they all have kind of different, um, different treatments. And if you misapply, and that's one of the points of the book, a great treatment to the wrong uh, question, you know, the, 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 a good answer but to the wrong question, you have a problem. There's no one answer that walks and talks. 
So it's the assessment, and that's one of the things that we talk about in the book. We allow patients to really get a feel for what's appropriate so that they don't spend energy and money and wind up with bad results. They really are educated, and they walk in kind of having a sense of what they kind of need. Uh-huh. And Dr. Zizadeh? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'll echo a lot of what Dr. Hamilton said. Uh, in the book, what we try to do is really give information and education about the aging process, about facial analysis. And at the crux of it is that there are several factors for facial aging. Uh, you know, historically we've talked about loose skin, gravity, and so forth, and that is still a big component of the aging process. But over the last decade, what we've really learned is that the face, in a sense, shrinks. So you have the skin that's covering bone and muscle and fat, but that bone, muscle, and fat essentially shrinks. And to uh, kind of use an analogy, the face, when we're youthful, looks like a grape. And as we become older and older, it transitions into a raisin. So just pulling the skin doesn't really do anything. So you need to reinflate that raisin, in a sense, to give volume to the face. So we lose volume, uh, the face, uh, and if you look at any area of the face and eye area, you'll see volume loss because the bone resorbs, the fat resorbs, and the skin starts hanging on uh, areas that, ha- that don't have as much volume. So in analyzing the face, we need to look at these components. We need, need to look at the loose skin. We need to look at the volume loss. We need to look at the skin texture. And Dr. Hamilton can maybe talk a little bit about kind of what causes skin damage and sun damage and so forth. But we look at all of these, and we want to be comprehensive. Because if someone comes in, for example, and says, oh, my God, I have hanging skin over my eyelids, but a big component of that is the drooping eyebrows, and upper lip blepharoplasty alone won't be able to address that, and you'll get actually results that are less than optimal. So you need to think about the brows and the upper eyelids together. So it's that way of thinking that people can get actually a lot of information from the book that will give you a lot more information when you go in to see your plastic surgeon and your dermatologist uh, and if you're considering doing these procedures. And how do you two work together? Um, I mean, I guess that also sort of begs the question of how you two got together to write this book, but how do you work together um, on a patient? I mean, do you each see the same patient and then you confer with each other about whether to use a surgical or a dermatological approach? Well, that's one of my favorite questions <laughs> because this this uh, book actually uh, – we're very proud of, and it grew, uh, to use a California word, very organically. We we referred uh, patients for years to each other and had a very clear-cut view of who had the expertise to offer in what area, and um, uh, in, in situations where... Uh, it was not applicable to do a surgical procedure, though Dr. Zizadeh does a lot of the uh, injectable fillers, uh, not so much with lasers and things, but he, he would refer patients. And in many cases where 
you know, for example, a perfect example was one I just went over, the upper eyelid tissue. We don't jump in and do thermage uh, treatments on upper eyelids, even though we, we can do those things for tightening. I tell patients right off the bat, you know, the best way, the smartest way to do this is just get this surgically done. Uh, and and I would send those patients to Dr. Aziz today, along with basically all of my other facial uh, surgery. And not only did we see great surgical results, I also saw patients come to me and say, who would say to me, Dr. Aziz today says we shouldn't do this. Huh. Now, that's exactly what you want to hear every now and then. You don't want to hear that all the time, but there are certain situations where the patient, just like you were talking about before, is really not a surgical candidate. They may not be a candidate for procedures I do. So turning down patients is part of the ethics of, of yes. the field. And so that's what—that's the feel I had for this. And I told them a, a while ago, if we had never published this book, it still would have been a joy writing it. I uh-huh. think a few years down the line, I would have looked back and say, why did we spend all that time to <laughs> publish it? But the reality was it was that enjoyable because it grew out of our real experience with our practice. Yes, which... Which, by the way, is very opposite to the experience of doctors taking weekend courses and calling themselves, uh, you know, experts in in either uh, in some kind of facial or cosmetic kind of procedure. Well, we do need to take a break. We'll be back. My guests are Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh, and they're the authors of the newly released Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets. So stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Son, we got to talk about drinking. I know. 
I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about what is beauty and how can you become one with the help of my guests, Dr. Douglas Hamilton and Dr. Babak Azizadeh, the authors of the just-released Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets. Um, we, why don't we uh, talk about the general concept of your 50-year plan for beauty? Well, um, <clears throat> with... There, there are of course some variations uh, on the theme, but the the number one factor, even beginning, uh, you know, in childhood, is the proper approach to to uh, sun. Uh, there's two types of aging. There's intrinsic, which is what you inherit from your parents, and then there's extrinsic, which is mostly about sun creating free radical damage on the skin and then all damage to the nuclei of the cells and so on and so forth, which leads to color irregularities, roughness of skin and texture, uh, true wrinkles that are fine lines within the skin, and also to some degree the ability of the skin to, to remain uh, tight, so it, it enters into some degree of the laxity issue of looseness. So uh, sunscreens are really very important. So for children, we like to see total, you know, as much of the, the body covered with clothing to be photoprotective so you're not applying it over large areas to it and it'll absorb. But certainly on the face, if we're talking just about beauty and certainly protection against skin cancer, we want to get total sunblocks. And those are ones that have both a UVB and a UVA blocker. And we talk about those specific ones in the book. There's basically three chemicals for that. So it's not as easy as just looking at SPF numbers. Um, that's only one part of the sun spectrum. So that's number one. So that should start early in childhood and continue uh, and be applied in sufficient quantities and often enough, and that's a trick in and of itself. In the 20s, even with the use of, of sunscreens and so forth, you may start to see in fairer individuals uh, some very, very fine lines and a little bit of color regularity from the sun and therefore producing uh, wrinkles and so forth. Now, sometimes, even in the 20s, we will wind up doing very light chemical peels, TCA and so on and so forth. Uh, but usually in the 20s, uh, we're doing more with uh, 
a genetic issue of enlarging lips, uh, which tend to shrink with time, and so therefore we continue to do that throughout uh, that 50-year period, but we may see some of that. And then we start to get sometimes some development of smile lines and marionette lines and so forth, and those are uh, very immediately uh, correctable by fillers. And those uh, fillers, there's a large list now, Glutrestalin, Juvederm, uh, uh, Evalence and uh, so on and so forth, Radius, uh, Artifilm. And, um, and we talk about all those in the book. Uh, you get into your 30s and you start to see a little more looseness, uh, a little more uh, the facial expression lines and the forehead and the smile lines become a little more pronounced. So on the forehead in particular, uh, we use Botox up there and we use in the crow's feet area. And then in the smile lines and the so-called marionette lines, which are the extension of the smile lines, we use the fillers. Also, we see these depressions under the eyes in many patients. These are called tear troughs. They're below the lower eyelid. Uh, and so those can be filled in. And with fillers, it's the one non-delayed gratification procedure. You walk out just looking the way you want to be. And uh, my advice is that if you're going to somebody and you don't look, you should always be given the mirror. And if, you're not, if it's not quite the way you want it, it should be adjusted on the spot because this is something that's that's very adjustable right there. You get into the 40s, you start to get the looseness of skin, sometimes more pronounced, hanging over the jaw, obliterating the jawline, and so on and so forth. And in some patients, even in their 40s, that uh, may be so far advanced, if one is not continuing with uh, maintenance, that you may be involved with doing a surgical procedure, a facelift, but normally if there's some fat loss in the cheeks, you want to push that out and using fillers, uh, including radius and uh, Sculptra or or fat. Uh, but in addition, if there is looseness around the jaw, and particularly if there's looseness in the neck, even in the 40s that could become uh, something that would be uh, want to be treated surgically. But the alternative, usually in earlier in early cases, is Thermage, which is a radio frequency tightening device, which in the beginning, uh, maybe on a third of the patient showed benefit, and now uh, it's 90, 92% all the all the studies because we've changed how we we do these things. Um, all along, even starting in the 20s. A home skin care regimen using topical antioxidants, topical glycolic acid or an alternative type of fruit acid, and proper home skin care can reduce the free radical damage. There is some evidence to show, by the way, that there's at least a couple of studies to show that the use of antioxidants, which would include A, C, and E topically, and several others, such as polyphenols and caffeine, uh, are actually can be more effective than even the uh, an application of the sunscreen. Both should be used. You shouldn't take a choice. But the, the use of those are really helpful in preventing the development of, of, uh, of wrinkling and perhaps even some of the other changes of aging. You get into your 50s. And this preventative home care regimen should be started in the 20s. But you get into your 50s, if there's enough uh, sagging of the skin, then normally, uh, and particularly in the neck, uh, a surgical procedure, a tightening procedure, a facelift of some variation would be done. If you have bagging, uh, sagging rather around the eyelids, there are non-surgical procedures to do that. But if you have fat pads on the lower lids that kind of bulge out, those are easily removable surgically without any external scar and, in fact, no sutures. And the upper eyelid, we talked about it before, if it's really sagging a lot, surgery, 
the brows can be treated. There's a couple of options there, but uh, one of which is surgical, the other is non-surgical with thermage. 60s, 70s, a lot of times in lean body mass individuals, they cave in on the cheeks. So what you want to do is the last thing you want to do is to just go ahead and do a tightening procedure because they're flattening as it is. So what you want to do is reestablish volume, just like Dr. Azizadeh talked about. So the kinds of uh, uh, injectables that we talked about, including fat, can be used there. And then if the jaw and the, even the chin, but particularly if the jaw narrows where you don't have a nice contour, that can be reestablished non-surgically without implants by using the appropriate fillers, and I like to use radius for that. And uh, and uh, that can prevent this kind of narrowing and, and bird-like uh, look that sometimes comes on with lean body mass individuals, particularly females. So that's uh, that's kind of an overview of uh, the 50-year plan. Well, that was that was very very interesting. And of course, we have skimmed the surface. <laughs> that's. Um... You'll excuse the pun, but we have skimmed the surface of the book, the new book that has just been released by my guest, Beverly Hills Beauty Secrets. And, of course, there are some additional secrets in there and additional details about all the different procedures that are available. Um, Certainly, I know you all listening can tell that these doctors are very ethical, very knowledgeable. Their book is is just really... um, clears up a lot of mysteries and a lot of hype that you may have heard and in, in, you know, seen from ads on the Internet to uh, television news reports. This just puts everything in perspective from two really ethical and intelligent and talented doctors. And again, I'd like to thank you both, Dr. Douglas Hamilton, Dr. Babic Azizadeh. Thank you so much. Best of luck with this book. And um, I will be calling you in the morning. <laughs> and I'd like you all to... I'd like to thank you all for listening. Thank you, Dr. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Pleasure. And uh, again, these two doctors are in Beverly Hills, which is how they're able to talk about the Beverly Hills beauty secrets. Their clients are uh, everyone from normal folk to some of the top movie stars and uh, other celebrities and well-known people. And um, I would recommend that you, first of all, read their book, be able to look yourself in the mirror and have some ideas. In this market, even though you might be thinking, oh, how can I afford it? It really, there are things that are affordable, um, that would make some changes. And it's true, unfortunately, in this job market, looking your best is even more important. So, thank you all for listening, and, um, I will talk to you again next week, next Tuesday, one o'clock, on voiceamerica.com. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Kara Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.